Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. As you gear up for planting season, let's not forget to also make sure your equipment is ready for the road. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. In the past decade, the Department of Transportation reports more than 30 people have died and nearly 900 injured in crashes involving ag equipment. Lieutenant Bill Berger with the Wisconsin State Patrol is on the line with me today to talk about key priorities to make sure you're visible and protected on the roadways. Uh, Whether it's spring or fall, when there's a high volume of implement a husband result or we do see that influx of farm-related crashes. Probably the one of the most dangerous things that uh, a farmer can do while operating on the roadway is making that left-hand turn into a driveway or field road. That's something that uh, we continue to see and certainly something that we cautious those farm operators to be careful about, to be cautious when they're making that maneuver. We would encourage them to, even though it's not required, but you know, well worth it, Take a, take a little extra money, buy some extendable mirrors, things like that that make it a lot safer to see around that implement that you're pulling and uh, see that oncoming traffic coming up behind you before you make that turn. And then also, obviously, for the, the non-farm operator to be alert for those potential turning maneuvers as they're approaching these vehicles, uh, implements from the rear, just anticipate what they might be doing up ahead of you. Look for field driveways, the driveways into a farm facility, perhaps guardrails or mailbox on the side of the road, which is going to cause that farm operator to swerve out into the traffic lane a little bit farther and and avoid trying to pass in those circumstances. One of the the most important things that car operators or or other other operators on the roadway need to be aware of when operating on these egg vehicles is they cannot pass in no passing zone. Um, Everybody's in a hurry. Uh, nobody has enough time in the day, so they typically are impatient, and they get behind that, that tractor and implement, and they can see around that vehicle to a point where they think they can safely pass, but that's not always the case. And if it is a no-passing zone, it doesn't, frankly, it doesn't matter how much the visibility is. You cannot pass that implement husbandry in a no-passing zone. That's one of the biggest complaints we receive. That goes a long way as a causation factor in a lot of these left turn crashes where that implement's making the left turn, somebody's trying to pass them and drives into the side of the tractor. A lot of those crashes are in no passing zones and they shouldn't even be passing there so that crash should not happen. There are several components that make up the best ways to prevent accidents, whether you are on that implement of husbandry or a motorist. And motorists should also be aware that implements may be on the road at night. Yeah, for the size of farms now, definitely you're going to see implements of husbandry moving during those hours of darkness. It's just a, a fact that it's it's not a daylight job, so to speak. I guess when it comes to hours of darkness, first off, it's important for farmers to understand what hours of darkness actually is. And basically, it's that time frame of 30 minutes after sunset to 30 minutes before sunrise, or then actually any other time when there's not enough natural light visible to see a person or vehicle at a distance of 500 feet. Then it's important for farmers to understand what does that mean to them. And basically, it comes down to having the correct lights 
and reflectors, which are legal, legally required to be on those vehicles. Yes, lighting. That's one of those things you can check right now before you get busy this spring. Lieutenant, what are those requirements or anything specific farmers need to know about lighting on their equipment? Yeah, it's a great comment you made about this time frame now to do that. Uh, we would encourage farmers to use the winter months or that early early spring time frame to ensure that their safety equipment on their vehicle or machinery is equipped as required and that it's working as designed. Do they have the proper lights and reflectors that are required? Does your equipment have the required slow-moving vehicle signs for those vehicles that are usually traveling 25 miles an hour or less? And with the SMV signs, are they visible? Are they free of damage and not faded out? They want to check to make sure that those SMV signs are, are flat and not bent around that mounting bracket due to backing into something previously. You know, as far as what the farmers need to do during those hours of darkness, you know, make sure they got those two headlamps to the front, red tail lamps to the back. Something that's important, too, for farmers that, to understand, and, and I think they do this in a positive way, but isn't technically the legal way. But that is for them to remember that they should never have a white light showing to the rear of the vehicle when they're traveling down the roadway. Uh, a lot of times, farmers will have that floodlight shining to the back of their tractor onto that implement, and it may illuminate the implement better, and they think that, that that's a good thing. But from a legal standpoint, having that white light shining to the back is unlawful, and it can cause confusion with cars driving up or approaching from behind you. They may be interpreting your vehicle as a wrong-way driver because of those white lights. You typically, it's, it's headlights coming at you. Some of the powerful LED field lights now that are on the, on the back of these tractors would possibly blind that approaching driver. And Lieutenant, you'll be out in the fields too and on the roadways this spring because you also farm some acres near Eau Claire. You understand that you can't control every motorist on the roadway. So these are preventative measures to help save lives. It's a partnership. Yeah, it is something, you know, obviously we have to share the road with each other. And that includes farmers sharing the road with, with uh, those non-farm vehicles out there and vice versa. Farm tractors or other any other vehicle out there, for that matter, you cannot impede traffic. So, you know, if you're operating a, an implement down the roadway and you have traffic stacking up behind you and um, you have the ability to wing out or slow down in a wider area of the roadway and let that vehicle, that traffic clear out, you should be doing that. It's not a matter of seeing how long of a trail of vehicles you can accumulate. That, that's not sharing the road in an appropriate manner either. You know, in, in regards to that topic is that even if you're over with and legally over with as a farm implement, when you're approaching vehicles and, and you're um, on a narrow road or something like that or you're extending across that center line, you have to yield half of the roadway to that passing vehicle. So you may have to, as a farmer operator, um, you know, slow way down and, and slowly go towards that ditch line to create enough of a safe passage area for that vehicle to pass, especially on the town and county roadways, which are narrow. What are the biggest questions you get during this time of year in your role? I think a lot of it comes down to passing the IOHs. That's always a big concern or, or a lot of questions, both sides, farmers, um, you know, basically lodging complaints that, hey, you know, it happens every year and we're getting passed all the time on these no passing zones or hills and curves. And then on the flip side, we're getting the, the comments from 
the non-farm individuals, about the farmers that are just going slow and they won't get out of our way and they had a place to pull over and let us pass and they don't. And so it's that whole thing, uh, pointing, pointing fingers back and forth, so to speak. But again, I would just stress to everybody to be cautious, be alert for, for what, what's going on this time of the year. There's going to be implements out there. Everybody else has to use the roadways too, but we need to have an understanding that these vehicles, these implements are large. They operate slower than what normal traffic operates at, and we're all sharing that road together. So we just need to be alert for that. We need to be patient and anticipate the unexpected. If you're following these vehicles, anticipate that they may be turning into a field road just up ahead, or because they're wide and there's a mailbox coming up or a guardrail, that they're going to be more than likely swinging out further to get around that object in that ditch line so they don't strike it. It's really that simple. And Lieutenant, before I let you go, you have other notes uh, that farmers should keep in mind this spring. Again, these are laws, but also measures to prevent accidents. When discussing, you know, basically understanding the law and regulations that apply to farmers, I think they need to need to understand there are general rules of the road, which they must comply with as well, just because they're operating a farm tractor the general rules of the road do apply, which means basically they have to, you know, stop for stop signs. They can't be operating left of center. Farm implements can't, you know, pass something else in an old passing zone. They need to operate as just as if they are driving a car or a farm truck. Something else when it comes to laws and regulations that, that gets a little bit quirky that uh, a lot of farmers, I, I don't think, probably understand is that if you're operating a wide IOH, which exceeds 22 feet in, in width, that they're required to have an escort vehicle with them with their hazard lights activated. If they're operating this, this implement that's over 22 feet wide down a two-lane road, that escort would be in front of the implement. And if they're operating on a highway with more than two lanes, then it would be following up the implement behind it. Something else that can be pretty hazardous on the roadway as well is if a farmer is parking their implements or egg vehicles on a roadway. That can only be done if there's no other practical place to park off the roadway into the field. And there must be an unobstructed view of 500 feet each direction. And there also has to be at least 15 feet of roadway left unobstructed for passing vehicles to pass. In all cases of state and federal roadways and in most county and townships, a right-of-way work permit would be required to work off of that right away. Yeah, great information. Things that have been in the rule book for a while now, but everyone needs a reminder every once in a while. But Lieutenant, you're also faced with new issues as technology advances, something I'm certainly not used to growing up with more antique equipment. Why don't you share that with us? They've been around for a while now, uh, but becoming more prevalent, and that are that is that of high-speed uh, tractors. Uh, these are farm tractors that are operating, you know, 45, 55 miles an hour down the roadway. And this is something that is very important for operators of passenger cars or semis operating around these these uh, rural farm areas this time of the year, is to be alert for these types of vehicles because what can very easily happen is that the non-implement operator is approaching one of those high-speed tractors. And there, they can see it ahead, but they think it's the normal tractor going, you know, 15 miles an hour, and they're going to pass another slow-moving vehicle. 
when they go around to pass that slow-moving vehicle, they're now going head-on into this high-speed tractor and, frankly, are, are going to be shocked at how fast that closing speed is between them and that tractor. And it's very dangerous situation. Lieutenant Bill Berger along with us with the Wisconsin State Patrol with great information leading up to the planting season, things farmers and your average motorist should be aware of during the spring. Stay safe out there. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.